Proverbs chapter number 6 tonight, Proverbs chapter number 6, thank you for the music, and we look forward to uh, our next lesson out of this series, The the People of Proverbs, and tonight we're going to look at a very specific uh, uh, individual, and uh, we will not cover everything uh, that the book of Proverbs says about this particular individual, and so we'll have at least one more Bible study on this subject at some point, but tonight we're going to look at Proverbs chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 6 down through verse number 11. Proverbs 6, beginning with verse number 6 down through verse number 11, and we'll begin reading verse number 6. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Tonight we are going to look at the sluggard, and I want to teach tonight on dealing with the sluggard. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we come to you once again, opening your word, and heed the instruction that is found. May we heed the the warnings. Uh, that are described about the sluggard. May we look at the characteristics, then may we search in our own heart and our own life, and uh, may we uh, be honest to see if there's uh, anything that would uh, hinder us from doing more for you in, in our work, in our life. And Father, I pray that you'll bless the time together, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. And we're looking at the sluggard and dealing with the sluggard. A slugger can be defined as a person habitually lazy, idle, and inactive. Uh, all of us could say, well, today, we, you know, I had a lazy day today. Anybody ever done that? You know, I, say, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Carlos, you raised your hand way too fast on that, uh, way too fast. Uh, but uh, there's nothing wrong with having a lazy day, uh, a day off, a day of rest. Now, if you string too many lazy days together, uh, we're forming a habit that is not good to have. I believe uh, you look at the slugger and you may say, well, Pastor, I have a job and, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not habitually idle or lazy. But I think it's good for us to teach on this because it's a, it, this is a real problem. And this is one of the great um, uh, judgments. It's one of the great problems with our society is is there's a large segment of sluggards. And we as parents, if you're a parent tonight, you don't want to rear a sluggard. Uh, We as Christians, we don't want to be sluggards. And we think of that definition, a person habitually lazy, idle, and inactive. Uh, This could be talking about just your overall character. Uh, Somebody who uh, just... Uh, not just to doing the least amount of work possible, but just uh, it's, it's not something that they may be less active. They're just habitually idle, uh, lazy. Uh, it is who they are. It could be their overall character. It can also be a spiritual character. Uh, there are some people who uh, they're what you would call a workaholic. And they work one job. They work two jobs. They're always working. But when it comes to spiritual matters, they don't put any work into it. Uh, they don't, don't make any effort at all. And uh, that's just one thing that, uh, you know, that's something that should not be in your vocabulary. Well, I can't. Well, have you tried? Uh, you don't, don't tell me you can't unless you've tried. Well, I just can't, and this is off subject, but I just can't forgive. Have you tried? Uh, have you tried? 
Uh, well, I just can't get over that. Have you tried? Uh, well, I just can't grow as a Christian. Have you tried? Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't just get up early enough to pray. And remember, Have you tried? Well, I did that one time and I hit the snooze button. That's not trying. Um, living the Christian life is work. Yeah, we ought to be, able, be willing to work. Uh, I'll, I'll say it like this, and then we'll get into I've got six things I want, six truths I want to show you from this passage tonight. But if you are a sluggard in your everyday life, you most definitely will be a sluggard in your spiritual life. You're not going to be a sluggard in, re, in life in gen, general and not show up to work and not produce and not provide and not meet your own needs and meet the needs of others and do what is necessary to just be productive in life and society and then be productive in, in your spiritual life. It's not going to happen. Uh, because God expects us to be a good steward. God expects us to work. God expects us to uh, use the strength that he has given us. So uh, we want to see what the Bible says about a sluggard. And there's some things that we can find from this passage of Scripture. Uh, one, so we can identify them and know how to respond. We can th know things to stay away from. And, and I would encourage all of the, the, the younger generation uh, in, in the service tonight to pay close attention. And, and uh, mom and dad, put your children in a situation where they work. Work is not a bad word. Uh, it is something uh, that all of us should do. And uh, you just say, well, they seem to just be, they, they very, have everything in order. If they won't work, that is, a, that's a, that is often a fatal character flaw. And then you get into that habit. Uh, that's why you got to be, that's why you got to be afraid of getting lazy. So, you know, every once in a while, it's, I've mentioned a lazy day, and it's okay. We ought to take time off. That's what vacations are for. That's why we do a day of rest. We ought to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we start stringing those together over and over and over and over and over again, we can become a sluggard when we are not fulfilling our responsibility. And uh, how, how many of you are, are, are men? You're head of household. You've got a wife, children, both. Let me see your hand. You have responsibilities. You have people to provide for. You, you, you have to work to do that. And I could go on from there. Well, all of us have a, a, a part of society that we have to work. And so we need to be very careful when it comes to the sluggard. Let's see what the Bible says about the sluggard. Uh, we look at verse number 6. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Uh, consider her ways and be wise. Let me say number 1. The sluggard makes no consideration of improvement. Makes no consideration of improvement. And let me just say, generally speaking, about no consideration of, of, of improvement. As we think about this tonight, I want us to think about it as, in general, in, as, as, we as we are a participant in society. Are we a sluggard? Or spiritually speaking, are we a sluggard? Um, I'm just going to be very transparent tonight. One of the things that aggravates me is when we don't try and improve. It's okay not to hit the mark every time. It's okay not to meet even our own standards if we're trying to improve. Too many times we, we, we hurt ourselves or we get down on ourselves or others because we set a standard that we didn't hit, but have you improved? Are you a better Christian today than you were yesterday? Then there's improvement. When's the last time you tried to be a better Christian? There's that sluggard 
makes no consideration of improvement. Notice what verse 6 says. says, Go to the ant thou sluggard. How many of you have ever seen ants? Okay. Have you ever watched them come out of that ant pile and go and... How many know what I'm talking about? You sluggard, do something productive. Don't just sit there and watch the ants all day. What are you doing? You You watch them and you see what they're doing... Well, everybody, everybody's seen that. Everybody knows the ant's reputation, if I could put it that way. But have you considered the way they work? Have you considered them completing the task? Have you considered the fact that they are not uh, lazy in their work? And I, and I think there's a good application here as we look at that word consider. And, I, and the Bible uses that word consider several times uh, throughout throughout Scripture, and certainly in this context, we're talking about considering the ways of the ant. The ways. What is, there's an example of something that works. A sluggard makes no effort to follow examples that are set. Makes no effort to see character traits in others that they can emulate, they can copy. They're not willing to look at themselves and say, uh, well, here's a, here's a place that I can make improvement. Each and every one of us ought to strive to make improvement in our life in some form or fashion. Well, I'm just, uh, you know, I just don't work like somebody else. That's just the way God made me. No, you got to try and improve on the way God made you. A lot of times we blame God for things that are just, it's just poor character. We all can improve. And so the slugger makes no consideration of improvement. We need to consider in this, in this, in this context the work. Are we going to consider her ways and, and improve? Spiritually speaking, you think of somebody right now who you, who you believe is a really strong, mature, good Christian. You trust their walk with the Lord. You know it didn't happen like that? They worked, they improved to get to a certain place. Number two, the sluggard requires constant supervision and instruction. We'll read verse six again. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler. The sluggard requires constant supervision and instruction. But we find the ant has no guide. Does it, the ant doesn't have to be told what to do over and over and over and over again. No overseer. No ruler. Well, if Solomon is writing and saying, of course, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, sluggard, go to the ant and consider, pay attention, watch her ways. She, the ant has no guide. The ant has no overseer, the ant has no ruler, then he is saying this is the opposite of what a sluggard is. A sluggard has to have that constant supervision and instruction. You ought to be able to get yourself out of bed. You ought to be able to. Uh, You ought to be able to Make yourself show up at work. I mean, this is okay tonight, right? 
The ant doesn't. I know you see these ants making their little, you know, bridges, ant bridges, you know, and then getting the thing, bringing the food and dragging, you know, dragging a two by four up to the, you know, you know, you see how they do that, and it's like, man, we can almost get it there, you know. Where's Joe? Oh, he slept in today. Ants don't sleep in. Ants don't have to be told to get out of bed. The, the point is, they have to have an overseer. They have to have a guide. A sluggard requires that. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a comfort to just have somebody who say, this is the job, and you don't ever have to ask about it. Now, when, when, when we're starting and we're learning, there's a, it's okay to get that instruction. That's not what I'm talking about. You shouldn't, you're not just automatically born with certain knowledge. You have to have some instruction, but once you have it, you show up, you do the best you can, you don't have to have somebody say, no, it's not break time yet. No, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do this in instruction. If you're sluggard in your spiritual life, you have to be always reminded about a new Christian who does not know. No, we're going to talk about the simple in one of these Wednesday nights. And when you first got saved, you were simple. You didn't know everything that you needed to know. You'd have to learn it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we know better and we don't want to work, we have to have somebody uh, babysit us. The ant doesn't require that supervision, but the slugger does. Number three, the slugger makes no preparation for the future. Verse number eight, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. We're still talking about the ant who the slugger is told to consider their ways. And if you consider the, their ways, you learn you're going to be wise then. Provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. The sluggard makes no preparation for the future. They're only concerned about today. What am I doing today? I'm, I'm, this is my lazy day. 364 consecutive days. That streak has not been broken. Only worried about today. Or... You can have a job and still be a sluggard. Just not, you're just not working. You're not doing your job. You're not considering the end. You're not considering the future. Then it's like, I don't know why. I don't ever get promoted. Well, you don't get promoted because you probably, you might need to be fired. If you're a sluggard. The sluggard makes no preparation for the future. And this is a problem with, with humanity. It's a problem with our society. We want everything now. We only consider now. We don't consider the future. We make decisions based on the now and what helps us now when we don't consider the future. The sluggard only considers today. If, you know, if I, it only considers what is now. They don't prepare for the future. Instead of having the mindset, if I work today, I'm going to get paid on Friday. I know you may not get paid on Friday, but you understand what I'm saying. But the sluggard doesn't get themselves out of bed. The sluggard doesn't work as they're supposed to work. That sluggard doesn't produce in society. That sluggard makes no effort in their spiritual life, however you want to apply it. And then they don't consider anything other than today. Oh, the first is here and I need money. Well, you weren't thinking about that when you didn't show up to work. 
Oh, you know, spiritually we can apply. Well, I, I would love to be able to do this. Well, are you working in your spiritual life to be able to be in a place to do those things? We, if, we, if we don't work, we're, we're not prepared for caring for the needs, not just ours, but for, the, for others. You know, it's not, the, it's not the government's job to take care of anybody. It's not the government's job to care for you. It's not the government's job to care for your family. It, it's, it's our responsibility. And quite frankly, there's a lot of sluggards who would rather get a government check than work for what they need. I know that's not politically correct, but it's correct. Why is that? You know, and that's why we got to be very, very careful. And in, in, if you want a, if you want to move up in the company you're, you're you're in, work hard. If you want to, um, spiritually speaking, if you want to continue to grow and you want certain opportunities, don't be the one who's never working for the cause of Christ. Well, I teach Sunday school, but that's too much work. I'd like to sing in choir, but you've got to be in choir practice, and that's work. I'd like to be in the orchestra, but I'm not a band geek, so I'm not. So, anyway. The sluggard makes no preparation for the future. We see in verse number 8, Provide her meat in the summer and gather her food in the harvest. You and I must consider the future by doing what we need to do today. If I'm working today so that I can, I can, you know what, we, we, we have a society, and I'm getting ahead of myself, that we, will, they won't, we want people to feel sorry for us for the consequences of our own decisions. If, if a slugger is going to reap those consequences, I'm going to get to that, but we need to make sure that we're preparing for the future. Number four, the slugger is a poor steward. Look at verse nine. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? You know what is true about everybody in this room? You only have a certain amount of time. Every one of us has 24 hours in a day. Every one of us has the same amount of days in a year. But let's go beyond that. We all have a limited amount of time in this life. The sluggard is a poor steward with the life that God has given them. They waste their, and if you think back to the series I did on stewardship a couple of years ago, we talked about our time, our talent, our, our treasures. We're to be a steward with our time just as much as we are to be with our treasure. We're to be a steward with our talent just as much as we are with our treasure. It, Working hard doesn't relieve you of your obligation to be a good steward with your money. But writing a check to the church doesn't relieve you of your obligation to be a good steward with your time either. Or a good steward with your treasure, your talent, your time. The most valuable thing you and I have is our time. We ought to use it in the greatest way possible in the appeal here is how long are you going to sleep? 
When are you going to arise out of your sleep? When are you going to be productive? When are you going to do the things that you know that you're supposed to do? Sometimes we need that, we need that question asked to us spiritually because we become spiritual sluggards. How long are you going to sleep? When are we going to wake up? When are we going to be productive? When are we going to do something for the cause of Christ? Oh, I'll serve him later or I'll do it later. We don't know how much time we have. We need to be a good steward, and a sluggard is not a good steward. He's a poor steward because he wastes the time. That's why you and I, you know, just guard your time. Be careful how you waste time. How much time you waste Say, Pastor, you don't think I should have any leisure time? No, have leisure time. Plan it. You don't think we should have a day off? Absolutely have a day off. Plan it, though. I got to wind down before, okay, plan it. That way we don't end up wasting. Say, Pastor, do you not ever sleep in? I have to confess to you, I slept in this morning. I slept all the way to 445. I slept in. Uh, you say, do you do that every... No, there's times when I say, you know what? I need, I need to take some time. The next month, I'm going to go to Hawaii for a month because I need to, I need to take some time. But anyway, uh, don't be a poor steward of your time. Number five, the sluggard is a master of excuses. Look at verse number 10. Get a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. One more hour... Five more minutes. You know, I read something not too long ago, and I know we live in the day of our alarm is on our cell phone. But the number one question asked of alarm clocks, back when everybody used that alarm clock, was how long is the snooze? We need to be careful making excuses of why we don't do everything that we know we should do. A sluggard's always got excuses. There's just a little little sleep, a little slumber. I just need a little bit more. Just like with spiritual sluggards, we always have excuses. Uh, The sluggard is that master of excuses. A little slumber, a little sleep, a little folding of the hands of sleep. And then number six... We continue in verse number 11. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. This is an interesting verse. We find the scripture warning the sluggard, making an appeal to the sluggard to consider the ant. Consider the ant, change your ways. Become wise at where you're lacking and where the ant gives an example. The Ant doesn't need that supervisor. The ant does what it's supposed to do. The ant fulfills its obligation. The ant does what God created it to do. Say, well, it's programmed that way. God created it to be that way. Well, I'm glad you said that because God created us to work. God created every man to fulfill his responsibility in, in the home. God created every woman to fulfill, fulfill the responsibility in her, in her home. God created us to do a work for him. He warns of all these things. He makes an appeal. And we see how uh, the, in verse number 10, we just saw there's the excuses. It comes to verse number 11, and this comes to where it all ends up. Number six, the sluggard will face a future of need and desire. 
The sluggard will face a future of need and desire. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. Well, I still got food in the refrigerator today. Poverty's on its way. It's just not there yet. And by the way, the Bible, what the Bible says is true, is true. It's going to happen. Well, I, I've, got, I've got what I need now, and then I'll... The, if we're a sluggard, poverty's coming. It may not be there yet, but it is on its way. Because you read the Bible, especially if you read the book of Psalms, you read the book of Proverbs, you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you find that God makes an emphasis of work. God makes an emphasis of that's our responsibility. And there's a, there's a direct reward to that work. And God blesses work and God blesses the, the, the effort that we put in. But that, that poverty, as the scripture says, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. When it shows up, well, I, how am I going to survive this? Mom? Dad? Pastor? Government, when poverty shows up, that's a consequence of being a sluggard. And you can, you can have somebody, that's why it's, a, it's dangerous, and you look at these who, who inherit, they grow up in great wealth. Oftentimes they lose it all, they don't have it all, because they didn't work to get it. They, they don't have those habits of work, and then one day it is gone. Because that's just the, that's just the result of a, a, a slugger. Notice what else it says. And they want as an armed man. What's that word want? That need. Lacking what we have as an armed man. That sluggard is held hostage by the lack of supply. You don't raise your hand, but have you ever been held... Held up by gunpoint. You know, the hostage situation. Well, why didn't you just get up and leave? Because he was holding a gun on me. I was afraid of the consequences of that. The Bible likens the sluggard to the same held hostage by the lack of supply. There are things that can't be done in life because you don't have what you need. You can't function. You can't, you can't meet your own needs because of the sluggard. All of these things tie together. It's the future that they face. And so certainly as a Christian, we want to avoid being a sluggard. We want to train our, our, our young people to work. We want to train them to be a good contributor to society. You know, all the young people, all the, the children that grow up, teen, then get to be te teenagers and young adults. One thing that I believe is true of 99.9% .9 of them, if not all of them, is they all know how to work. They might not all can add, but they can work. You show me somebody that can work and is willing to work, and I'll show you somebody who's going to contribute to society. God's going to bless them.
They can have a happy marriage. They can have a happy home. And they're not a detriment to the next generation. But the slugger is the opposite of that. We've been incentivizing laziness in our country for generations. Lay at home, stay at home, eat Twinkies, and we'll send you a check. That sounds pretty good, actually. We've incentivized that. Instead of working and contributing to society. And there's a pattern that comes to that. And the end is there's going to be poverty. There's going to be those that don't try. And I'm thankful that with the Lord's help, you can overcome what you grow up in. And use that as an example. We live in America. You can overcome what you're born into. You can overcome it. We got to put forth the effort. Here, and the problem, and this is this is a challenge to us. When, and this is something that we need to be mindful of. And you know, even as I preached on Sunday, we got to be very careful that we don't reward bad decisions. Somebody who's a sluggard their whole life, when they come to that poverty, they say, bail me out. Help me get out of this situation. We get it at the church all the time. Can you help me pay my electric bill? Now, I'm I'm for helping as we're able to help, but I believe my first responsibility is to help the people in this room when they need help. My question when that I'm asked of that is like, or do you have a job? Well, no. Well, why don't you have a job? And I listen to see if there's a there's a legitimate reason. A lot of times people are just finding somebody else to bail them out because of their unwillingness to work. I understand everybody falls in hard times. I've been there before when I had to have somebody help me. We think we've all been there. What I'm talking about is we become a sluggard. We don't consider the ways of the one that's working. And then we want somebody to help us get out of it. We have to get, we need to get ourselves out of it. Well, I just, I don't like where I'm at spiritually. Work. Amen. I want to get more out of my Bible. Work at it. It takes, I mean, God will speak to you through His Word, and the Spirit of God will, will help you through His Word. But sometimes you got to get up, and you got to dig, and you got to meditate on that, and you got to pray and ask God to help you, and you got to study, and you gotta, you got to come back to it, and come back to it, and come back to it. We don't just say, oh, I believe this is God's Word. I need something out of it today, you know, and give it to me now. No, God wants you to open it up and work at it. I want to grow my spiritual life. You know what you're going to need to do? Work. If you want to get in good, fit, physical shape, see me after the service, I'll give you my exercise routine. But if you want to get in good, physical fitness, it involves tacos. So, hey, if you want to get in good, fit, physical shape, you do more. You work harder. You push yourself You stretch yourself. Do the opposite of that, and we become 
a sluggard. We could become weak and become lazy. So spiritually speaking, if we want to grow spiritually, what we need to do, you need to work more. And, and that's why, you know, it's always, you know, and that's why, you know, the, 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 a lot of critics will say, well, that, that pastor, he pushes them too hard. Well, that pastor, he just, he just drives them too hard. But then that same person will go to a gym and have somebody don't even know yell at him for an hour and a half. Man, he really pushed me today. Man, that feels great. No, it's because you're you're a sluggard spiritually. And part of my responsibility as your pastor is to help you grow is to provide work. How many of you believe that the world can be reached with the gospel? Just, it just happened. Because we believe it, right? No, we, we got to go do it. We, we got to work to do it. How many of you pray? Okay, let's <laughs> see if you're awake. You know, prayer is work. It's work. If we're not careful, we'll get lazy in our spiritual life work. Don't become a spiritual sluggard. Let's not be sluggards in general. As we deal with a sluggard, uh, let's, let's, we see the characteristics, we see the end thereof. And uh, certainly, uh, we want to rear our children, we want to rear that next generation to be willing to work and to be able to contribute and to be able to provide uh, for the family that they have. You can make this application spiritually as well. And uh, that's why it's it's you hear me over the holidays say, now the routine is different. You're going to be traveling. We have different activities. The schedule is more relaxed. Be careful. Anybody ever heard me say that? You know why? Because you take some time off, which is good. But if we're not careful, we start stringing that together. And it's like, well, I'm, well, I'm, I took that, do I really need to get back to that? Do I really need to get back to that? Do I really need to get back to that? Well, it's, it's work. Let's be willing to work and not be that sluggard. Father, help us as we apply these truths to our life. I pray.